Welcome to the Balance Bod Pod, where we talk about all things balancing life and health so you can have your cake and eat it too. Or your donuts or your pizza or whatever your thing is. But seriously, health is the greatest gift that we have and it does not have to come at the cost of enjoying the fun parts of life. So through the podcast, we're going to explore and experience for ourselves what balance truly looks like in our own lives. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Balanced Bod Pod. I'm Corinne Grouster, holistic health and behavior change coach, podcaster, blogger, and if you do not follow me on Instagram, you will not know this, but I am a soon-to-be mom. I am due in September with my first uh, my first kid, a baby boy. We are over the moon, so exciting, and it has been a really bright, shiny spot in an otherwise couple difficult weeks and couple difficult months for the kind of world as a whole. So very excited about that. It's nice to have some good news uh, to pass around. So yes, very exciting. Um, if anybody cares, I'm happy to do some some updates or things like that, um, share my experiences. But if you are, let me know. If you are not, don't. Well, let me know that you are not interested. I don't need to talk about it. But if you guys care, I will gladly create some episodes on uh, my experience so far, really whatever you're thinking. So with that being said, we are all in kind of a different time. I know I didn't show up last week on the podcast, if you even noticed, um, because I I personally have also, so I'm a, I'm a health coach. For those of you who don't know, I'm a health coach. I coach group sessions. I coach individual sessions. I'm doing a lot of coaching. Um, I do that full time. And so I have been, since the beginning of this, been really counseling people on from a health perspective and from just a stress management perspective. I talk about this all day, every day. And honestly, it's been kind of, it's been draining to say the least. So I find that I have had a hard time even knowing what to say outside of work. And I'll talk a little more about that in a minute. But really, I just didn't really even, I don't really know, even know what to say, what to talk about <laughs> these days. Um, so I did get a couple responses. In the next episode, I'm going to be dropping that sometime this week. Don't quote me on a day because homegirl, even though I have all the time in the world, cannot still commit to a specific day. <laughs> Welcome to my life right now. Um, but on how to how to deal with routine changes, because I you know that's, I think, one of the biggest things a lot of us are dealing with. Um, so that will be coming out later this week as well along with a couple other things as the weeks progress. So exciting stuff coming your way, hopefully a little bit more relevant. If there's anything that you specifically want to hear about during um, this time as you're trying to transition to things or, or anything like that, go ahead and just send me a message. You can send me an email at balancedbodyhealthco at gmail.com. You're welcome to find me on Instagram at thebalancedbody underscore and uh, all the stuff is going to be in the show notes. But you can let me know of your episode requests from there. Anything that you want to hear about, I'm happy to happy to share. So with that, today I figured was a very helpful topic and my clients, this is really conversations I've been having with my clients left and right, almost every single one of them, um, is how not to go insane during a pandemic. Like how do we handle this where we are not balls of anxiety on the floor, but also so that we're taking it seriously. Um, but again, just like the panic can be outrageous. So how do we handle this without going insane? I think is really, I, I think I nailed it on the head for what I'm trying to express with the title of like, just how not to go insane during this pandemic. So there are 12 tips and some of them are pretty, but I think all of them are pretty straightforward, but I want to say all of these are in love. Um, I know a lot of us are going through a lot of different things. You might have lost your job. You might have been furloughed. So you know, you have a job when this is all over, but you're not sure when that looks like, or you've had to 
you, you, don't, you know what I mean? Like things are just different for a lot of us. So I do want to be sensitive to that. Um, if you are an essential worker and you're going into work, especially in the healthcare field, and you are putting yourself at risk each day to make sure that we are taken care of. Thank you. I just wanted to give a shout out to you guys. You're doing incredible work as somebody who is pregnant and who's regularly interacting with the health system. I really just appreciate that you guys are all going into work every day. I've seen some of the posts and some of the things that you guys are doing. And of course, you wouldn't be able to get through this without you. So thank you. Um, but also, I just I know that things look a little bit different for all of us. So I want you to take from this what you can. I do want to, my attention with this information is kind of to cut through some of the panic. So it might come off a little bit abrasive. Um, I don't know. My my version of abrasive is probably, because I'm Midwestern, probably not a big deal to anybody else. <laughs> it's just like passive. I'm like, what a, well, maybe try not to do this, right? Like that's maybe how it'll come off to you. But to me, I'm like, it feels really strongly worded. Regardless, we'll say it. I don't mean to offend anybody or to hurt anybody's feelings, but I do just want to be really real and honest with you in this because I think that that's what we need from a loving perspective. And fun fact, one of the biggest things that I've been experiencing from my pregnancy is shortness of breath, which fun fact is also a symptom. So that's been fine in and of itself. But I lose my breath every time I talk for an extended period of time. So you're probably going to hear me panting or <laughs> thinking about how I can try to catch my breath during this. So just ignore that if you can. I'm sorry if it gets annoying, but that's really what we're working with right now. Doing my best to continue to breathe. So let's just jump into this. I think what a lot of what I'm seeing and hearing from clients and just in the world is we're feeling like this is never going to end. We're like, oh my gosh, this is never going to end. I am going to be stuck in quarantine forever. I'm never going to be able to see my friends or all the stuff this summer, this fall, next year is going to be canceled. And I just want to say, like, remember, this is temporary. I know it sucks to be at home. I know <laughs> as somebody who leaves the house regularly about once a week, I know. I know it's really hard to, to be at home for so long and to intentionally not be able to leave. Um, I also want to say, though, how many of us would just have killed without all of this? We would have killed to say no to all of our plans for a week or two so that we could stay home and binge watch stuff. Like, I, again, Maybe this is my Minnesota passiveness coming out where I, I don't want to be quite as direct. But I think a lot of us are really having a hard time with the fact that we're being told that we have to stay home and not that it wasn't doesn't feel like a choice. But just remember that just because it's not necessarily a choice doesn't mean you can't still enjoy it. Remember, it's temporary. I know it is getting a little bit long. So that might have really resonated with you a week ago. But now the fact that it's been a couple of weeks is, is really getting on your nerves. I get it. I'm home too. I'm not leaving. So I know exactly what you're feeling and I am feeling the exact same thing. I've worked from home um, for about four and a half years. So I have been <laughs> stir crazy. I've looked for offices. I've looked for ways to be able to just get out of the house every every now and again. But here we are. We're making the best of the situation. But remember, it's temporary. Yeah, it's really hard to not go out to your favorite restaurants right now or to, to have things that are supposed to be postponed or canceled. That's that's really hard. But know that it's temporary. Things will get better. Most things, like if you're looking for concerts or like, I don't know, things of that nature, things that are not necessarily um, like a graduation or things like that. A lot of those things are being postponed. So you oftentimes will still get to, to deal with that. But some of them are being canceled. And unfortunately, it sucks. It just is kind of one of the things. But remember, it's temporary. So just know that, that this, is, this will end at some point. This will end. Um, 
It's valid to feel all the feelings, but there's a difference between feeling your feelings, right? And then jumping in a hole with them that you never intend to get out of. So remember, this is temporary. Along with that, also know that you are the one in control of your feelings. So I'm not saying not to feel your feelings. That is definitely not what I'm saying because it is extremely important to feel your feelings. But know that there are productive feelings and then there are feelings that are, are good to be felt and then to be worked through so you can move past them. I've talked with a couple of people who are really angry about the situation and I get it, like absolutely. But if you stay angry three, four weeks down the road at all of this, at something that you can't change, have no control over, you are only hurting yourself. Getting angry at a situation that you have no control over is really valid, but the longer you put off working through it and dealing with it, the less you get to actually enjoy this time and the more these, these weeks are just stolen from you. And that can make you angrier and more bitter. And then you just hold that in your body and that doesn't actually lead to you being, pro- not. And I, and I say productive really loosely, like I'm not telling you to do all your projects right now or that you have to be productive every day. Sometimes just staying home and, and binge watching a show is as productive as you're going to be. Trust me, my first trimester, all I did for 12 weeks was puzzle on my iPad and watch some shows, watch The Office. That was about all I did. And if I'm being honest, all I'm doing right now as well. <laughs> So it's just know that you are in control of processing your feelings. So you're maybe not in control necessarily of what feelings come up for you, but it's up to you to process them, especially the ones that are that are making things harder for you. It's your job to work through them. And nobody's going to say, like, nobody's going to apologize for this necessarily. Nobody's going to say, I know it's a really big inconvenience and we're really sorry and here's what we're doing to fix it um, because you are frustrated that you can't go to work, um, like go into work as opposed to just working from home, Really, right? Those little more benign things that are just inconveniences. They're not very much fun, but they are not. I mean, you're, you're not losing your job or anything like that. So again, working through your feelings is definitely your responsibility. It's up to you to make sure that you're doing that to get a good experience out of this and to not go insane during a pandemic. <laughs> so number two is to avoid the spiral. This one is so easy to let this consume, like this whole thing, consume every part of you and really dive into the what ifs. I saw an Instagram post from someone who's due in a few weeks to have their baby. I follow the hashtag bump date. So I didn't follow this woman I didn't know who she was. I'm trying to limit my exposure to social media. But anyways, I logged on. I saw this. And she, in this post, she was putting together. So she's like 37 weeks pregnant. She's putting together her baby's car seat and her stroller. And in the post was asking questions of like, will I ever need this car seat? Should I even put together the stroller meant to take you to school? Will you grow up thinking the virtual world is normal and that we don't connect? And I get it. Like I get it's so easy to spiral. But your tiny baby... We have no evidence that your tiny baby is not going to go to school in five years. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's really easy to take this and be like, okay, this is this is where I'm at right now. And to jump in this hole and say, this is where I'm going to be forever. But guys, it's only been a couple weeks and this will end. This will end at some point, And it's probably not going to take us five years to work through this. Of course, I am not part of the CDC. I can never make claims on how long this is going to take. But I can pretty much, I've got a good feeling it's not going to be five years. Do you know what I mean? So avoid the spiral. It's really easy, really, really easy to go down that rabbit hole and to think, well, what if this never ends? And what if I can't do this? And what if that? But at the end of the day, we don't know. So anybody who's predicting, anybody who's trying to tell you what is going to happen or give the horror stories about how we're going to have to all do online school in the fall, like nobody knows. Nobody knows. Everybody's trying to prepare for worst case scenario, things don't get better. But we nobody knows. Nobody knows how long this is going to take. So avoid the spiral is number two 
man, oh man, will that change your life. If you try to just see what evidence do I have, we've got a couple weeks, right? We know that things are rapidly changing. We know that that's what's happening. We know that we're being asked to stay home. We know that that's like, that's the hard evidence. You can also look at other countries, but at the end of the day too, we have different populations in other countries and different rates of, um, help and lots of other things in the country than we, we than some other countries. And so there's just a lot of different variables that mean that we don't know, but that it, the odds are pretty good that it's not going to take five years. You know what I mean? So avoid the spiral. That's number two. Number three, guys, this is the most important out of anything. And I'm like rubbing my face because it's so serious. Control what you consume seriously, you guys, please, 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 especially if you are stressed or anxious or depressed or overwhelmed or feeling incapacitated or any negative feeling, control what you consume. And I hate to say it like this, but we know that many, um, there are some media outlets that are responsible. Many are not. Many are not unbiased. Many are not, um, a a lot. There's money to be made at the end of the day. It's a business. It's a it's an industry. And so while I can be frustrated that the media is portraying things in a much bigger role than they are as a much bigger role than they are, or are saying things in a way to incite fear, it's up to me to turn the TV off. It's up to you to turn the TV off. If you don't like what you're seeing, turn it off. Turn it off. You will not die if you don't watch the news. You can still get lots of information if you don't watch the news. The news does not have a monopoly on information. Some media outlets, again, are responsible. Some are not. Well, I would say most are not. And so if you don't like the feeling that you're getting when you're watching the news, stop watching it. If it is one of the biggest things I haven't, and this is just a personal decision because I am prone to anxiety and worrying about the what ifs, just like everybody else. Um, But one of the personal decisions I made a couple years ago is that I don't want to watch the news. Not because I don't want to be informed, not because I want to stick my head in a hole, but because when have I ever truly benefited from something that I saw on the news that I didn't also or already hear about from somebody in my life? I can't think of a time. And I'm sure for some of us, we might have a specific experience. But anything that truly pertains to me, I hear about. But that shooting that happened in a different state or that thing that that person that got sick and died in, I'm just making this up. I haven't watched the news. I don't know who's died. Um, but I guess I think there's some people in Washington who seriously shows you where I'm at with the, like, just, I care, but there's only so much information I can take in and still be good in my own life. Do you know what I mean? control what you consume. So if for you, if if what you're noticing is that hearing the horror stories that have happened in Florida, again, don't know if there's any, um, or Maryland or New York, like that's not going to help you. If you find that that's not going to help you, turn it off. If that's not making you more informed and helping you to better understand the situation and better experience this and to be better prepared for your family, then turn it off. That's up to you to turn it off, right? Doesn't mean we don't get any of the information, but there's so much that we see on the news and on social media that doesn't actually have anything to do with us. It's just information and it's all bad information. Not not like wrong information, but just unhappy, negative information. If that if you find that that incapacitates you, it is your responsibility to filter that out. You get to do, you get to decide. Nobody's telling you you have to watch the news. Nobody's telling you you have to watch these um, one hour TED Talks or things that have come out about this. There's nobody saying that you have to do that. And that is on us to make sure that we are 
guarding, and this sounds so cheesy, but guarding your heart and guarding your mind on what you can actually handle. My tolerance to hear about really bad things is not that high, especially things that have something to do with kind of my own city. I've only got so much space in my mind before I just spiral. And so I know that for me, I'm walking that fine line almost all the time. And I have to be crazy intentional about what I take into my life or I, I become panicked just like everybody else. And it's been very interesting to see that I have, like, I feel peace about a lot of the things that we're going through. First of all, my faith is really helping me a lot with that. But also because I'm not buying into the hype, I'm not buying into the panic because I'm just, I'm not watching the news. I'm getting my information, I'm staying informed, but I'm not watching the news to do that. So I get the information of the commentary. That has been amazing, but also so interesting to see the difference between me, who just, we're, we're, I'm okay, I'm doing okay. Yep, day to day is really, I'm doing good. I'm listening to social distancing, I'm doing my thing, but I'm, I'm like, I'm okay. I'm, I'm at peace with this. I'm not actively freaking out about it. And then some people that I talked to who were actively like they can't sleep, they can't eat because they're so concerned about this and they're so frazzled and panicked and they're in a, a similar situation to me where they're not, you know, they're not, they don't necessarily have a family member who's got it or things like that, right? They're just, they hear the information, it freaks them out and then they're kind of stuck in this cycle of I'm, I'm panicking, right? So what you consume can change everything. And I also want to say too, if you don't like the feeling you get when you're scrolling through social media, you are responsible for setting limits or deleting the apps off your phone for the time being. I promise you'll survive without Instagram and you're probably going to even thrive, honestly, if that's been taking up a lot of your time. I don't recommend you download TikTok because that's what I did and now that's where a lot of my time goes. So not recommend. Super fun. But if you're looking to like be productive, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but also the thing that I'm noticing with the with the inundation of information about COVID is that everybody wants to talk about it. Everyone, and I, and I, that's why I've waited to say this. And that's why I've tried to really be intentional with my what I'm sharing out there because I don't just want to talk about it. Everybody's talking about it. I frankly am sick of talking about it. Like it's all anybody ever talks about right now. And I just want to talk about some other things. I know it's big. I know it's a big deal. But 24-7... I'm talking about it all day at work. I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sick of talking about it. And so when I am looking through social media and everybody else is talking about it, and when I'm looking through my notifications on my phone and I get an email from every, and this is maybe, I'm speaking maybe more a week ago or two weeks ago, when every single company that has you on their email list wants to email you and tell you what they're doing, I get it. But like, I got to get away from it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just constantly being reminded of it was really hard. And so let me tell you, before I put these boundaries, I have really strong boundaries about what I'm willing to talk about right now and what I'm not. And so when I put, before I put those in place, um, I was overwhelmed. I was, I was freaking out. I was having a really hard time adjusting, understanding what was going on. Um, I was in Wisconsin, and it was, was having, a, I was supposed to be having a blast, but I was really, really, really anxious. And so I, one night, um, while we were in Wisconsin, we were there Thursday through Sunday. And I, on Friday night was just scrolling through stuff on my phone and I was just, it, it, I was overwhelmed. And so I started to cry and I like, my husband and I were able to have a conversation about it. And I just shared all the what ifs and I went out, down all the rabbit holes and I did all that stuff. And I'm so thankful for him because he's so, rational. <laughs> One of my favorite things is that when I say something that I'm anxious about and he's like, 
what? Why are you anxious about that? Some people would be offended by that, but like to me, it's so reassuring because it's just, he doesn't even consider it within the realm of things to worry about. So I know it's probably my anxiety and not like a real thing that I should worry about. Do you know what I mean? Like It's just kind of a a compass, whether I'm on track with my worries or if I'm like spiraling, you know what I mean? Um, and so a lot of the things that I was worrying about, he was like, we don't know. Like we have no clue. So I know that you're feeling that way. I totally get it. It's really valid. He's really great at validating me. But at the same time, like I, here, here's how I can help. And here's what we're going to, th- I think we need to set some limits on what we're consuming. And I was like, you know what? You are so right. And s- I haven't had a day like that in over two weeks. I haven't felt super anxious about it. Of course, there's good days and bad days, just like everybody else. But what you consume changes everything because number one, you can get the information from the Center for Disease Control, so cdc.gov or the World Health Organization, which is WHO, I believe it's .gov, so who.gov. They're updating their information every single day, Monday through Friday, with all of the information, like actual hard information. Here's what's happening. What the news outlets are getting is that information, and then they're adding their commentary of fear or of overwhelm or of just, I don't know, panic, right? They're, they're inciting a panic or frenzy that we're told we should be we should be panicking. But when you just look at the information, it's really not as scary as it's made out to be. And so if I can get that information, and then I can make what, it, you know, I can kind of take that and apply it as I need to that's going to be much more helpful for me to figure out how can I move forward than to buy into the hype and to buy into the panic that I should go get 10 days worth of groceries or that I should buy all the toilet paper, which be respectful of everybody else. Just as a little side note, be respectful. The grocery stores will continue to stay open. They are an essential food supply. We will deal with this. Take what you need for the week. Leave the rest for the people who need it. Um, Get some extra canned goods every now and again, right? Like slowly stockpile if you need to, but the panic of other people, and this is what I noticed really early, the panic of other people was what was making me panic. It wasn't the situation. It was how people were acting. So I was more afraid of the people and maybe the fear that I wouldn't get enough food or that I wouldn't be able to, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like the the fears of that, of like, how are people going to react and what are, well, this is what everybody else is doing. What am I missing? I, what I realized though, is I'm not missing anything. I'm just tuned in to a different wavelength on this whole situation. I'm looking at just the information without the commentary and it's making me feel a very different way. So it's a really long way to say that, but control what you consume. That is going to change this entire situation for you. So one, two, and three so far are to remember this is temporary. And then on, on top of that, it's up to you to process the emotions that you're dealing with um, once you've kind of felt them and given them their space that they need, which is totally valid, but then processing those and working through them. Number two is to avoid the spiral. And three is to control what you consume. Number four, check the story you're telling yourself. This one is so important. I have been, like I said, spending way too much time on TikTok. <laughs> I've been, there's so many of the I'm bored in a house and I'm in a house bored videos. If you know what I'm talking about, you've seen it. If you don't, it's just literally this how this song that says I'm bored in a house, I'm in a house bored. It repeats it like six times and then the song is over and people are, it's just basically people talking about how bored they are. Guys, you are in your home. Amazon is still delivering. You've got access to everything you could probably want. You just can't see other people. It is impossible that there is nothing for you to do. There's nothing for you to binge and binge watch or to like, I'm an extrovert. I love to see people, but I know for a fact there is more to do at home 
<laughs> than to sit around and stare at the wall. Like, I know we just, ha- we're at home. We're not trapped inside of a box. We're not sitting in a jail cell somewhere, like a confined environment. We are at our homes. You've got access to all of your books and all of your things and the internet and Netflix and all these streaming services. There's so much to do. So check the story you're telling yourself. Look, I know it's hard not to leave. But you are the one who decides if you're miserable during this or if you're going to make the best of a difficult situation. Everything that happens from here on out is up to you. No, you can't control if you get it. Well, you can put a lot of measures in place so that you don't and that you don't affect other people. But at the end of the day, you went to the grocery store, something happened, somebody touched you or you forgot to wash your hands, whatever. You can't really control that. You can't control what happens in a lot of the situation, but you can control your attitude toward it. You can control how you're eating and what you're doing mostly, what you're doing for exercise or if you're moving, if you are staying positive or if you are um, just buying into the like, I'm so bored. This is horrible. Like there's so much to do. You can come out of this and have wasted weeks to months over consuming electronics, food and alcohol and all the things. Or you can come out of this and have learned a new hobby, how to clean house, knowing more about yourself or having read a good story. I've seen a lot of people um, or a lot of psychologists kind of speaking about how we have been put in a situation where many, like many people would rather, I actually saw this today, it was a study done, don't know where, don't know when, can't quote it, probably shouldn't have used it, but here we are, I've already mentioned it. Uh, It's like a friend being like, oh, I I heard this really funny thing today, but I won't tell you. You're like, just tell me. So this, this study that I saw can't quote it, um, said that people would be, people are more likely to, to undergo electric shock therapy than to be alone with themselves doing nothing for 20 minutes. And I think that this is a chance for us to process what's happened in our lives. What are you feeling? Do you like yourself? Do you like the decisions you've made? This is a great chance for you to, in chunks, right? I wouldn't do that all at once, but in chunks to process, where am I in life? Do a self-check for yourself. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Regardless, it's just information. You can make changes. You're not doomed. You're not You're not broken, I promise. But this is a time for you if you are feeling like you are really resisting. There's probably a reason for that, which is really, again, interesting. So this, this time is about what you decide to do with it. It can be a waste of time. You can say, I am just so frustrated this happened and I can't believe it and it was such a waste of time and I can't, you know what I mean? Like you can do that or... You can still eat, drink, be merry, watch Netflix, but at the same time have some time where you've learned a new hobby or you've done your spring cleaning or you've cleaned out your closet for when you want to go shopping again or you have, you know what I mean? Like we've all got that list of stuff that we wanted to do when life slows down. Usually it is stuff we could probably do at home. I guess I haven't seen everybody's list, but I I know that most of all, all the things on my list are stuff I can do at home um, or like hobbies, I, you know, things that we could go mini golfing, right? <laughs> Can't do that, but I <laughs> could order a mini golf set off Amazon and put it up in my backyard. Who knows? Whatever. But you know what I mean? Like there's so many things that we can do that we've probably been putting off and have been wanting to do anyways. Use this time for that. You have to decide whether this time is going to be useful or dreadful or empowering or dreadful like you can be completely bored until this is over or you can actually feel empowered that you have extra time like how much of how much of what you've been putting off you said I don't have time but now we have time because everything is canceled 
you have the time. Well, again, speaking to those of us who are not in med the medical field or things like that, we're due to this, we're actually much busier. Speaking to the general population who is not essential and is staying at home and whose plans have been canceled, you've got you've got all the time. <laughs> you have your excuse of not having any time kind of falls flat these days, right? Um, so I know it's getting long. I know that, but I know it's hard. I know there are lots of things to be unhappy about. There are lots of things to, lots of reasons to be frustrated, to be antsy. I totally get that. I'm feeling those too. But at the end of the day, this is what we have right now. This is the hand that we're dealt. Many of us are in a really great place where we are able to function on our own. We're in, we don't need, we're not sick. We're not, we're not high risk. We're not, you know what I mean? Like we're just in a good place overall to, to have the situation happen. And I was telling my mom the other day, this is kind of the best time in history for this to have ever happened. Because if you could imagine, could you imagine this in like the 1900s, like early 1900s would have been like really difficult. You would have really, you, there's no internet, there's no television. Well, I guess I don't know when that was invented. Sue me for not knowing history. But you know what I mean? Like there, we just have so much abundant technology available to us that connects us more than ever. And we can actually use that now. Call a, call a family member who you've been putting off calling because it takes too long. FaceTime somebody. Set up a regular FaceTime date if you're really needing a little bit of friends or just family time. But this time is going to pass either way. It's up to you for how you spend it and your attitude during this entire thing. It is okay for you to take the time that you need to process this. It's totally okay. But once you have done that, it's up to you to decide, am I going to stay in that space? And I'm gonna, am I going to feel bad for myself that I'm missing X, Y, Z or that I am not able to do, not able to go out to have you with my friends? Or am I going to make the best of a bad situation? Number five is to take control to get out of your funk. Again, I know it can be mentally harder to work from home. I know better than I feel like a lot of people who have maybe haven't been working from home. I've been doing this for almost five years. That's a really long time to work from home, I think. And I know how easy it can be to just get into a bad funk and into a bad rhythm. I know you want to eat emotionally. <laughs> I know your pantry is five seconds away and it's super easy to stay in your PJs and do nothing to get ready. I know it's easy to eat all the things and put off your workouts and the excuses make it really easy to ignore the things you know help you to be a better person mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Yeah, you could say, I'm just, I'm really having a hard time right now. I'm quarantined. Ugh. And you can use that as a, as a, kind of a valid excuse to eat all the things, drink all the things, do none of the things and not be moving forward in any way. But where does that get you? Is that actually what you want out of this? It's possible. You could totally do that. But those things aren't going to change. So if you don't like the path you're going down, if you don't like the way you're headed, change it. Your funk isn't going to lift itself and the things are honestly not going to get much better mentally or physically, or emotionally, or spiritually. <laughs> if you're not happy with how things are, you have to make a change. You have to be the one to implement the change. Make it small. Do something that you don't feel resistant to. Spend five minutes in devotion. Do a five minute, go for a five minute walk. In Minnesota, it's getting nicer outside. And I like to say if, if it's getting nicer in Minnesota, it's probably getting nicer everywhere. <laughs> and so that like just utilize that. Go outside for five minutes. Do, you know, turn off the TV and do something something non-focused on technology for 20 minutes. We have been really focusing on a, like an in-person, in, I say in-person because I do iPad puzzles all the time. That's been my jam, um, which are super easy and I could 
I can just, I can do several in a night. Um, but we have a super cool puzzle that we have laid out on the kitchen table. Nobody's coming over, so we don't need to impress anybody. We can actually hang tight and just have that there. And that's really fun. We woke up this morning and we, which is Sunday, and we, um, had our coffee and our breakfast and we sat at the table and we did a puzzle and we didn't turn the technology on. We listened to music. We didn't turn the TV on right away. And that was the first time we haven't in a long time. And it felt really good. So take these small steps to to work toward getting out of your funk. But it is up to you that the funk won't just lift is what I'm saying. On top of that, there are some things that you can do too that don't require any extra time. So if you are already listening to podcasts, try well you already listened to the balance pod pod so kudos to you you're moving in the right direction um but on top of that find a find a like listen to you are a badass on audible or find a get out of your own way by dave hollis i saw that one just came out i got that for garrison i'm hoping that i can listen to it shortly i'm very excited um TED Talk, podcast, whatever it is, take action because one small step can cascade into a complete change, but you've got to take the first step. Cool. Number six, remember that social distancing is not about you. I know it's hard. I know it's not very much fun. I know we don't want to do it. I've also seen a lot of people making a lot of exceptions to the rule. and That's kind of missing the point. And I say this with a lot of love, but also with a lot of honesty of we really, we all need to take this seriously or we're not going to get anywhere. So I know that it's tempting to make exceptions for your family or make exceptions for your friends, but that's that defeats the purpose. The point is not to just hang out at your house. <laughs> you know what I mean? The point is not to have these gatherings. You still want to stay six feet away. You still want to not go into other people's spaces and homes and places. You want to just actually, like, if we can embrace this for the next couple of weeks, we can actually flatten the curve and potentially see some really big change and be able to get back to our normal life sooner than if we all kind of... I don't think all of us are doing this, but then if we half-ass social distancing and still meet with the people that we want to because we feel that they're safe because they're friends or family, they're not. Just because we know them, just because they don't even seem that they could be carriers. Like, not everybody who has the virus even shows symptoms. If you're not, if you've got a great immune system, you could be a carrier and not show any symptoms. So you don't even know. Moral of the story is stay home so that the people who are higher risk, you're not putting them at risk. We're able to actually see the the change that we're looking for and make all of this worth it. So remember that social distancing, again, is not about you. Stay home and isolate with the people that you've been with the whole time. And the better that we follow these guidelines now, the better that things will go number seven again there's 12 so number seven is to dwell on the positive plot twist look what you look for you will find look for the positive if you are looking for the horde if you're looking for the stress if you're looking for the negative cases with the outcomes that are not good you're gonna find them but also if you look for the helpers if you look for the positive cases if you look for the things that are good you will also find those what you look for, you will find. And if you are only looking at the negative, you will get swallowed by it because it is very, it feels very hard to overcome the negative. It feels like, what's the point? What am I going to do? What is me staying at home? Just me being with this person or doing this thing isn't going to make a difference. We're all going to get it anyways and yada, 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 right? Whoever says that they know how this is going to go probably doesn't know how this is going to go unless it's the CDC or the World Health Organization. I feel pretty confident saying that they nobody knows how this is going to go and we have the power to do some really important work by just staying home. 
That is the most productive thing we can do right now. So dwell on the positive. What can you do? What is working for us? What is going well? What positive changes are we seeing? So dwell on the positive. Number eight is to look for reasons you can. So one of the big trends I've seen right now is where you have somebody like me come on a podcast and say, make the most of this and try something new. And people are like, yeah, right. I'm not doing that. I'm just going to get fatter and I'm going to be lazy. And that's what I'm going to do. And they're like saying it like that. That's on you. Like if you are one of the naysayers to say that this quarantine is not the time for you to get into good habits, check why you're saying that. Is it because it's easier? Because you have an excuse not to? This is where tough love comes in, but take the time and space you need to process what's happening, but the time is passing regardless. And I challenge you to look for reasons why you can. There's a million reasons why you can't. But then this becomes the same as every other time you've tried or every other time that you've thought, maybe I should do something. Maybe I should make a change. You have the time right now. You have the space. You hopefully have the energy to do something and you have very little in the way of excuses. Even though gyms are closed, when have you ever seen more online workouts happening? Streaming services are giving you time for free. There are so many resources out there that will get you into a good habit, even if it's not ideal. I get it. I know that it's hard. I know that it's easy to just stay sedentary and to do nothing. And that's on you. If you want to do that, that's totally up to you. But I'm just going to challenge you to look for reasons you can. There's always going to be reasons why not. But honestly, they're always also going to be excuses. So challenge yourself. Look for reasons you can. You're probably going to find them. And you're probably going to find a lot. So even 30 minutes a day of working towards something positive is going to make a difference. You don't even need to dedicate your whole day. I want to be clear. I'm not talking about selling your TV and never going on social media again. But what I am talking about is if you're spending six hours in front of the television all day, every day after work and never doing anything positive, never cleaning anything, you're not just do something you enjoy, like whatever it is, even 30 minutes a day can make a really big difference. Go for a walk. Take your cat for a walk. If you're crazy like me, do your thing. <laughs> whatever it need, whatever it means for you, look for reasons you can and try and start small. And number nine is to picture, picture yourself a month from now. How do you want to feel? What do you want your health and habits and energy and all those things to look like? Where do you want to be in a month? Because the month is going to pass and it's probably going to go kind of fast. Are you currently moving toward that reality or are you, are you moving away from it? Which direction are you headed? Again, I just, I know, and I'm saying this in a more forceful tone than I usually do, because I know that a lot of us are going to look back on this and be frustrated with the way that we handled it. I know we're going to be frustrated that we got so panicked. I know we're going to be frustrated that we just not, not that the, not that we shouldn't take it seriously, but that like we, we got overwhelmed with the panic that we took this time and we actually had the time where life truly slowed down. I don't know that we'll have this again. You know what I mean? Like how many times have you said as an adult, things will just slow down next week and they never did. They just got busier. You know what I mean? Like there's just, there aren't those times where you are just home for four weeks and nobody's asking you to do anything. You don't even have to to say no to things because nobody's asking you anyways. This is your chance. And so if you are going to look back and regret the things that you did during this time and not utilizing it to work toward a goal that you've had for a really long time or something that you really want, but it's been hard because you really truly haven't had the time or space, now is the time to do that. So picture yourself a month from now. How do you, how do you want to feel? Where do you want your energy, your health, your habits, all that stuff to be? 
and are you moving toward it or away from it? If you're moving away from it, what is one small change you can make? And if you're moving toward it, what can you do to reinforce this so you continue on? Cool. We got three more. Number 10 is to get creative. This is really speaking to those of us who are saying, well, I'm at home, so I can't exercise or I'm, I'm really lonely. So I can't, you know, cause I can't hang out with my friend. Go online, go online, look online, get creative to figure out your goal. If your answer is I can't, I can't because the quarantine, unless it is something that physically has, like I, I have to postpone this event. There's pretty much a way that you can do it. Even in quarantine, it might not be the same, might not feel the same, but you can still get the same outcome. I spent time with friends or I was creative or I took a class. Maybe even really wanting to go to an art class. Well, guess what? Go to Skillshare. Look at all of those art classes. There's so much stuff online that is being done that we could complete completely live online. Well, you know what I mean. We could live online and have everything that we do online and still function really well. It's not going to be as fun because we do crave in person. But at the end of the day, if that's not an option, get creative. Get creative and don't just use this as a reason why you can't reach your goal. Challenge yourself to think about different ways to do things and find a plan B or a plan C or create one if you don't have one already. Number 11 is short, sweet, and to the point. This is to the people who have been putting off self-care. Use this time to get great at your self-care. You've got the time. Don't tell me you don't have the time because I know you have the time. Do a face mask. Do a stretch. (laughs) Get up more during the day. Eat foods that feel, they make your body feel good. Have a glass of wine at the end of the night. I don't know. Whatever your self-care looks like, use this time to get really good at asking yourself, what do I need? And to try to get that from yourself whenever possible. The more you can rely on yourself and understanding your body and what you need in order to to kind of feel like you are able to to fill yourself back up, the more you can rely on that, the better and more consistent it's going to be because you know you're always going to be there. You know what I mean? Like you aren't relying on somebody else. You're always going to be there. And that over time is typically going to be more reliable than relying on somebody else to meet the needs that you have. And number 12... This is the final one, and then I'll go through all of them again. Um, Take what you need during this time. Think about yourself and not just the people around you. Checking in on everybody is really helpful, but you got to check in on yourself first and take what you need. I counsel groups all day, every day through group coaching, and this comes up every single day. (laughs) Every day, people are saying, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, I need to talk about it. And so we talk about it, and it is exhausting. It is exhausting to talk about it every day. You might be in a giving field. You might just be hearing about it all the time. Whatever you need to do, take care of yourself. Put you, I don't want to say first because people get really bristly at that idea if you've got a family or other things, but you gotta at some point at least think about yourself. Take what you need. What I mean by that is like I'm talking about this all day every day and honestly I am drained. <laughs> like I, I said this at the beginning, but I, I don't even, I'm, I have no creativity. I'm, I'm no clue what to talk about. I've been posted on Instagram for a really long time, which to be fair was already something I wasn't doing. So <laughs> I can't really blame this, but just my creativity is zapped. My energy is zapped. I don't have a ton of energy for things. I don't have the energy to have a, a Zoom call with people every single day. I, I just don't have it in me. It's taking a lot out of me to just work, go to therapy and go to, go to, personal or physical therapy and like be at home. (laughs) It's taking a lot out of me. And so I know for me, I need to rest. I need to cut off and I need to just look, I need to get 
look inside of myself. That sounds really cheesy, but that's what I need right now. And I need to not, I'm not feeling guilty for saying no to things because I have had people who say like, hey, let's, let's touch base for a, you know, a a Zoom call. Let's, let's talk. How are things going? And I just, I don't have the energy right now to have these really in-depth conversations. And I really don't have the energy to talk about the situation that's going on. And I, like, I just don't have it in me right now. And so for that means that for me to take what I need, I'm not taking on other people's fears and emotions. I have no space to take on other people's fears or other people's overwhelm from this. I can talk to you about it, but I, I, I can't take it on myself. I can't read what you're reading. I'm not going to read that resource you sent me. I really appreciate it. But I got to really, really, really be so serious about taking in what I need and being the gatekeeper to my own information or I will go crazy and I will have more panic attacks. And that does not serve anybody. Um, and I'm I'm saying no to anything that drains me or forces me to connect outside of those times that I am dealing with things at work or in therapy or all those things. Like that's, I'm saying no to anything that makes me connect outside of those times. Right now, I like I said, I just don't have the energy. And on top of that, I haven't been feeling 100% since getting pregnant. Like I know that I am almost 18 weeks. I should be feeling better. I'm really not. I'm exhausted. I have heartburn and headaches and lots of things. And I just don't feel like myself. And so I don't even have the typical energy that I should have or that I usually have um, on top of then this entire situation where I'm I'm giving all day long. Coaching in and of itself every day can be draining. But then coaching when people are in a situation like this, I'm really glad to be able to do it, but I just leave and I'm, I have nothing left. It's completely it. Um, so that, like, again, that just means like I, I'm not even at my normal. So if you were to talk to me just being pregnant without a, a pandemic, I'm still not going to be able to give what I normally can give because I have to keep that for myself. I have to in order to continue to function. Because I do also have my own goals. I've got things that I'm working on for myself in order to be a better person and to be there Um for my son, which is crazy to say. I don't know that I've said that out loud ever. So wow. Um, But you know, like I just, I also have to focus on being the best self that I can be and not in a selfish way, but really in a selfless way, because I'm going to bring a human into this world in just a couple months and I got to be there for him. Like I got to be everything that he needs. And I can't just be like, oh, sorry, there was a, there was a crisis and I, I couldn't, I can't be there for you. You know what I mean? Like that's not how that works. You know what I mean? So for me, doesn't mean that I don't care. Doesn't mean that I don't want to want to talk about it eventually. But right now, the way that I'm taking care of myself is by looking into myself. I'm getting not, I'm not, I don't want to call it isolating because I don't, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't, there's no negativity with it. And I want you guys to notice yourself too. If you find that it is turning negative or you're getting into a place where you are isolating, but you're feeling depressed or things like that, please try to reach out to somebody But if you just need space, if you just need some time to not hear about it and not talk about it and not have a conversation where this is all that is discussed, then take that time. Say no to some things. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I know for me that there's a fine line between helping and burnout, and I'm doing my best to make sure I stay on the helping side, or I know I mentioned this, but I turn into a ball of anxiety, and I make everybody else's lives more difficult and significantly less fun. (laughs) So for, it's almost to me like I'm doing a public service by just staying focused and not (laughs) taking on too much right now. So I hope these tips have been helpful. Uh, Let's go through all 12 again. Number one is to remember this is temporary. Number two is to avoid the spiral and to remember that you are responsible for processing your feelings and working through them. Number three is to control what you consume. That should probably be number one. Control what you consume. 
went on my rant before. I won't go on another rant, but I'm really tempted to. Number four is to check the story that you're telling yourself. Number five is to take control to get out of your funk. It's going to take action. Six is to remember that social distancing has nothing to do with you. It's not about you. It doesn't matter if you're healthy or if you are high at risk. Stay home. Social distancing has a purpose and we all need to follow it in order for it to be successful. Number seven is to dwell on the positive. Number eight is to look for reasons you can. Nine is to picture yourself a month from now. 10 is to get creative, 11 is to use this time to get great at your self-care, and 12 is to take what you need. So if you have anything else that's working for you, share them on Instagram, tag me, I'm at thebalancebody underscore, or you can DM me or email me, uh, or you can go to the blog post that is going to be up for this. Um, Again, that's all going to be in the show notes, and you can comment on that as well. Spreading light, positivity, and goodness, that sounded so cheesy, um, but it's true, is really the best thing you can do. So, like, shine that. Be light. Be a pilot. Be peace. Like, have peace about the situation and share that peace with others. Try not to spread the the hysteria. And sp- there's already so much of that. So, if you're feeling it, know that you're not alone. But do your best to keep that not to yourself and don't talk about it. You, that's not what I mean. But by but, but, but telling everybody, oh my gosh, this is never going to end. We're never going to get out of this. We should all just, you know what I mean? Like, Ooh, scary. (laughs) It's not helping anybody. So spread your positive things. If you've got good stories or good news or things to share, do that. It's only going to help. So thank you guys for listening. I didn't realize this episode was going to be almost an hour. So shout out to you guys for listening. And I hope this has been helpful. Again, there will be another one coming this week on how to deal with routine changes. So a little bit more of a how-to. And I will see you guys later. Well, you'll, you'll hear me later. But interact with me on Instagram because I'm still there and I am looking forward to hearing what you think. Bye, guys. That's all we've got for our episode today. Thank you for listening. And I want to hear from you. Rate and review the podcast. It's actually the best way to support the show and spread the message. New episodes drop every Monday, so don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. You can find me on Instagram at thebalancedbody underscore or at balancedbodyhealth.com. Want to work with me? Click the link in the show notes to schedule your free session to see if we're a good fit. And finally, any comments, requests, or suggestions on who or what you want to hear on the show, send them to me via email or on Instagram, and I'll see what I can do. Have a wonderful rest of your week and stay balanced. Mm-hmm.